Michigan State, Marquette, 515 Eastern Time down in Columbus. What bodes well for Marquette in this matchup? What bodes well for our Spartans? And then, well, our best bets are going so well. Of course, we got to keep on doing it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans and spending some of your weekend with us as we are ramping up for another March Madness game. Before going any further, this little bonus episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. All right. Uh, hopefully everyone has shaken off the lasting effects from green beer or some Guinness or some car bombs. If you were really feeling yourself uh, St. Patrick's Day after that lovely Michigan State win, uh, most would look at that win as stress-free, 72-62, but <laughs> come on, we know that's not the case here. No such thing as a stress-free win ever since what happened in Iowa on that fateful Saturday afternoon. We know that even a 10-point win can kind of get us a little nervy, but uh, hey, the celebration was nice. Uh, actually, this was tweeted from the Final Four. is not on the schedule. They said it brilliantly. Uh, there is nothing better than being the first game in March Madness for the day, winning, and then you just get to watch every other game in front of you, and one of them was the Marquette-Vermont game, and there's a good number of people out there that thought Vermont was going to be a spicy 15 seed against this number two seed, and for good reason. Vermont, very experienced. They have been to the tournament. They got some good shooters on their team. But, guys, Mar Marquette's a good team. Marquette is a two-seed for a reason. Let's get into the matchup here. And, uh, actually, yeah, not just the matchup, but the Joey Hauser Bowl. That's right, of course. Joey Hauser transferred from Marquette about 17 years ago. And he was asked about this. Uh, hey, what are your feelings going into this game? And he says that, well... He doesn't even know any of the current players or coaches at Marquette and says, quote, doesn't have ill will, and it's just Michigan State versus Marquette. Not much of a surprise there. Um, not a lot of emotion from Joey to begin with, and I don't think he looks at this matchup any differently than, you know, if they were facing, I don't know, Purdue or Indiana or something like that. So, yeah, um, that's a storyline that will be beaten into the ground, but I don't even think the man himself cares all that much about it. Uh, as we get to this part of the tournament here, the round of 32 and beyond, hopefully beyond, that would be nice, each team is going to have at least a strong trio of players. Marquette, absolutely, positively, no different. They got three guys that either made first team or second team all Big East, and let's just start with the guy who won Big East Player of the Year, Six foot three point guard Tyler Kolek averaged 13 points, eight assists per game. Kind of quiet against Vermont. Uh, he did have to go to the locker room with an injury issue. Came back with his right hand bandaged up, kind of bruised his thumb a little bit. He is a left handed point guard, though, so I don't really think this injury is going to impact him all too much. And also, he kind of got into early foul trouble against Vermont as well. So, quiet day for him, but his season has just been outstanding. I mean, you're not winning Big East Player of the Year on accident. Great at distributing the ball. Three-level score. Has a nice little floater package. Around 40% three-point shooter, 80% free-throw shooter. And, look, just the way he handles himself in the game, just how smooth he is. I mean, does it remind you of a point guard Michigan State had that had a nice little floater game? Can score from three levels. Great at distributing the ball. 
I'm not going to say the name I'm thinking of because I think that upset some state fans because no one is as good as Cassius Winston. And look, Tyler's not as good as Cassius Winston, but the game kind of reminds me of it a little bit. Tyler Kolick, a, a, a tinge more athletic, a tinge bigger, but you get the point. Uh, I see a lot of great point guard play is the point there. Uh, Oso Igadoro. That's right, Oso Igadoro. That is a fun name to say and also a fun guy to watch play when he's not going against your team. Uh, six foot nine big man, Big East second team member, 66% shooter from the field. And he does it all inside the arc, has no three-point attempts this season. Great back-to-the-basket score. Uh, he's got a dynamite hook shot, which, God, I feel like we've seen 817 hook shots made against Michigan State this year. Uh, also, this Oso guy, really comfortable at dribbling the ball. You would not think that this is a six foot nine guy with the way he is comfortable and creative with driving through the lane. So it's going to be a big day for, let's see if Madi Sissoko can wall him up a little bit. Maybe Carson Cooper can burn all five of his fouls against him. I'm sure we'll see Malik Hall, a guy that's a little more agile than our big men going up against Oso. But again, hey, if Carson Cooper wants to burn up five fouls, if Steven Izzo wants to get on Davis Smith's shoulders, they could burn up their 10 fouls. Oso Igadoro is a 53% free throw shooter, so do not be shy uh, against him. I'm, I'm sure all the MSU players are watching this right now. I don't know why I'm speaking as if they all are but yeah hey if you are follow him follow him all right thank you uh and the other big east second team member is cam jones six foot four guard he has the world's greenest light shooting behind the arc he's a 35 percent shooter and in five of his last 10 games he's taken at least eight three pointers in five of those games and sometimes it works great for cam jones like uh at the end of february they played DePaul. he went seven of 10 from downtown Sometimes it doesn't work. The Big East Tournament Championship game against Xavier. Shot eight uh, three-pointers. He made zero of them. But obviously, didn't matter for Marquette as they beat Xavier by about 78 points. So, you didn't need him that game. But they have used him a lot in other games. He is the microwave. He is the fearless shooter on this team. So, we got some interesting matchups here. Who's going to guard Cam Jones? Who's going to guard Tyler Kolek? Uh... And we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But what else does Marquette do well as a team? All right, top 10 offensive efficiency team in the nation. They have a top five two-point field goal shooting percentage. They are top 20 in turnover percentage. They really take care of the ball well. And, well, that's thanks to Tyler Kolick and just how strong he plays. And they also have a top 50 defense as well. Uh, they like to mix up the zone. They like to mix in the man-to-man -man coverage. Uh, they can also press. Uh, Stevie Mitchell is a game wrecker. Uh, and I got, you know, a lot of this advice from my cousin Kevin, who is a Marquette fan. So shout out to Kevin. Thank you for all the insight on your Golden Eagles. So, yeah, when Stevie Mitchell uh, enters the game, that could be a guy that maybe tries to give 94 feet of hell to A.J. Hogard or Tyson Walker or Trey, whoever the point guard is. But it isn't like a classic... Maybe shock a smart team we all remember from 2011 with that VCU Rams team that barnstormed to a Final Four as an 11 seed, I believe, where they truly, truly did 94 feet of hell on defense. Like every single player was pressing the lights out. They don't, that's not the team that is in Marquette right now. Uh, they're more offense predicated. Yes, strong defense, but it's not going to be as suffocating as that Rams defense. Now, Okay, that all bodes well for Marquette. That's a lot of good numbers we just named. That's three good players we just named. What bodes well for Michigan State in this matchup? All right, well, like Marquette, uh, or I'm sorry, like USC, 
Marquette's defensive rebounding is outside of the top 300 nationally. All right, this could be a good opportunity to grab some offensive rebounds. And also, Marquette is a fine three-point shooting team, and that's it. Hard stop at fine. Man, knock on wood there really quick. 35.1% from beyond the arc. That is 109th in the nation. So again, fine. It, it is above average. Uh, Marquette opponents. That's right. When Marquette's on defense, their opponents shoot more than 23 pointers a game on average. So again, it's going to be up to Shaka Smart whether he wants to go man or zone or how they're going to handle this. USC kind of really switched their defense. They went above ball screens to limit Michigan State three-point attempts and well, Michigan State made them pay for it, cutting through the lane a lot. That game, offensively for Michigan State, was the complete opposite of what a lot of us were thinking. Because USC also lets their opponents shoot a lot of three-pointers. Or so they did until they faced Michigan State, who only shot, I believe it was 14 three-pointers. They made five of them, four of them from Hauser, one of them from Aiken. So we'll see if Marquette is going to let Michigan State go bombs away from beyond the arc. As you already know, Michigan State a top 10 three-point percentage team. So we'll see what kind of game it's going to be offensively for Michigan State. But the large sample size says that opponents shoot more than 20 attempts per game, which is a number that we like to see. That's right. Uh, also, what bodes well for Michigan State is that when I mean, we saw this a lot in the Big Ten, and we got you know pretty fortunate with the matchup here in the first round against USC, not a dominant front court. And then Marquette, look, they got good players. Oso Igadoro, six foot nine. He's solid. And then Olivier Maxence Prosper, six foot eight. But beyond them, not, not a lot of height. So I, I don't know if it's going to be a bloodbath down low for Michigan State like we have seen in the past against really strong front courts. So that is what really bodes well for Michigan State right now is, is that Marquette's strength on offense is also what MSU's strength is on defense. We talked about this before the USC game. Is that, hey, they have point guard Boogie Ellis, one of the best guards in this tournament. But luckily enough, Michigan State has Jaden Akins. They have Tyson Walker. They have A.J. Hogard. Trayvon Holloman off the bench is hit and miss with his defense, but can be a plus like we just saw on Friday. And okay, going into the USC game, it's like, well, that's really good defense there. So maybe you can limit what Boogie Ellis can do. And folks, they didn't just limit what Boogie Ellis did against Michigan State, they they held him to his worst game of the season. It was just the second time since January that Boogie Ellis only scored in single digits. He was 3 of 12 shooting from the field. Three turnovers for the first time in 10 games for Boogie Ellis. So, again, shutting down Tyler Kolick? I don't know if that's going to be the case. I would be a, a clown to outright say that, oh yeah, they're going to shut him down completely. No, that's, that's very difficult to do. This is a really good player we're talking about, but maybe you can limit him. Just limit him. Just use the L word right there. So that's what bodes well for Michigan State is the fact that, hey, we can pop the three-pointer pretty well. Marquette has had teams shoot a lot against them. And, hey, Marquette's strength on offense versus Michigan State's strength on defense. This isn't a bad front court matchup for Michigan State. So there you have it. Right now, the line is MSU plus two and a half point underdogs. The line opened up, I believe, on FanDuel at three and a half. Marquette is getting 75% of the bets, but yet the line is moving towards Michigan State. So with that said, let's talk about best bets right now. Uh, this has gone incredibly well for us, guys. If you've been following our best bets, that's right. We gave five for Thursday. We gave five for Friday. Would anyone like to fetch a guess what the record is of five best bets in those two days? One and nine. 
We went one and nine in our five best bets over those two days. The only one that hit, Drew Timmy, over 19 and a half points. So thank you, Mr. Timmy, for not giving us the old 0 for 10 goose egg. Um, and look, uh, is, is it upsetting to lose the money? Sure, I, I, but what is money anyway? Money is fake. It doesn't really exist when you really think about it. Um, what really bothers me about that is that I actually put research and thought into these picks. I spent time on these. And what did I get rewarded with with my time? Was looking like a certified clown with my picks. One for nine. So with that said, let's keep it going here. Again, we are one for nine in our best bet. So my best bet for Sunday's action is Marquette Moneyline. Liquidate your 401k, sell your house, go down the street, knock on doors, get all the money you possibly can from your neighbors, pile it all together and bet Marquette Moneyline because there's no way that is going to lose. Again, we're one in nine in best bets. Marquette Moneyline is the safest bet you could possibly make. It is a mortal lock. That's why 75% of the public is on the Golden Eagles because everyone is getting paid. So yes, we're not doing five best bets. We're doing one best bet and it's Marquette. Okay, I just wanted to... Get out, the get out the door with that one. What a what a complete bloodbath it's been on FanDuel. FanDuel, great sponsor of ours. I'm making sure we are giving that money right back to their pockets. Uh, but yeah, hey, Marquette, money line. All right, there you go, guys. Uh, we will be back after the game, of course. Longer episode tomorrow. We'll break it down and hopefully, <laughs> I hope, really hope, we're talking about a Sweet 16 with Michigan State and it because it's been a while. It's been a while, guys. I would really love to do this again. All right, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for spending some of your weekend with us here at Lock on Spartans. Love you all. Go Green. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.